Long ago, chaos pierced the cosmos, rending her fabric asunder. Thus, in ruination and blood, was heavy metal born. Now, two travelers seek her uncanny children in Metal Quest. <laughs> Once again, back at Metal Quest Kingdom, Metal Quest Studios North, I'm Daniel, I'm joined with my co-host, Jonathan, and we're two dudes, listening to heavy metal albums, putting out podcasts. It's been a little while since we recorded, but uh, like the sun rises... Jonathan and I are back again to record another podcast. Yeah, we're still here. We're still listening to metal. We're still looking for some of the best metal albums that there are. Uh, we're kind of changing it up lately because we're we're kind of going for uh, not necessarily old and new, but yeah, we are listening to some old ones and some new ones. Trying to visit some of those classics that we've uh maybe missed over the years you know you've always seen or heard that album cover of or heard like oh there's this one you know iconic death metal band but you just never got around to actually uh giving them a spin so we're kind of going through and uh doing that with some some classics this is your first time tuning in we're like uh yeah we're like a heavy metal album book club so we listen to them and we talk about them. I don't know if we give them a rating. We kind of have a rating system. Yeah. We like rate them with our words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And our opinions on them. Yeah, we don't, we don't give them a number. We thought about it. How do you rate it? Um, but yeah, if, you're, uh, if you like what you hear, make sure you hit the like, subscribe, whatever. Tell a friend. Tell everybody. That you liked Heavy Metal Quest, Metal Quest, whatever our podcast is called. It's been a long time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, share it with a friend. Yeah, give and give us. the albums. Yeah, do give us a rating. You know, five-star rating on, uh, I don't, can you do a five-star on Spotify? We, we you can certainly five stars. You can certainly do five stars on Apple Podcasts. So, drop us one of those. If you care. If you care. If you um, care enough to rate us just yeah. give it five stars and you know what we'd like even more than rating it is if you like like an episode uh share it with somebody you don't even have to share it in public you could just share it share it with a buddy and uh yeah in a chat i'd like it if you went to metalquestpod.com and filled out the contact form and sent us an album that you like yeah and you could write whatever so you want there we'll read it on we'll read it on there Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Hey, we did a, we even did a t shirt competition once. Somebody got a t shirt for doing that. So. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Maybe we'll run one of those again, but uh, yeah. Uh, that cost me 20 bucks. Shoot. Well, we got deep pockets here at Metal Quest, so. Heavy Metal pays the bills. It's, 
so yes, since I've last seen you, I think you went to Europe. That's right. How was Europe, dude? It's great. I went to Paris. Went to the Louvre. Walked around. Oh, you did. Yeah, walked around the city. Uh, did you see the Mona Lisa? I did. Um, I didn't like because at the Louvre, you know, there's like a mob of people gathered around it, but there's just so many other great paintings. So I, I think I was within like 30 feet of the Mona Lisa. That's like how big the radius of the mob was. That's the closest I got to get. But I don't know. Um, okay. Man, one thing that's... that's saw the so, Eiffel Tower? Saw the Eiffel Tower. One thing that was just crazy about Paris was like all the things that I've seen or like read about and like art history or, you know, just history class like over the years is you see all these things uh like a painting in a in a textbook and it says like oil on canvas like 235 by you know 187 inches and you're like oh okay you know and and on the on the pages of the textbook it's like a three inch by four inch print but you go there and this thing is like you know there's a painting it's like 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 40 feet long and like 20 feet high like just huge and and the ceilings of this place are like just of the louvre are are insane especially at like stair Mm. the staircase with the winged uh victory statue like seeing like the oculus it's yeah insanely huge like seeing the oculus like the top of the louvre palace and that stairwell is like i don't know it's pretty Pretty amazing to be inside that building, just the architecture alone. Uh, What's the Oculus? Oh, just there's like a window, a couple of windows in the roof, uh, like way, way up there. Um, but is it all underground? Uh, part, I mean, no, the part Louvre. Part of it is no. Okay. Yeah, I think I because re- I've been there, but we didn't get to go inside because it like closed. Or oh, something okay. Right when we got there. Yeah, you like enter in. Letting more people in. Yeah, you like enter in through that glass pyramid, and then you yeah. like go underground. You know, a bit like a couple floors, That's and and then you climb. Metal. Yeah, and then you climb your way back up, like through and in, like that kind of horseshoe shaped palace that's around the the um the pyramid, but. Yeah, I mean, seeing all the the marble sculptures in person, and I don't know, just like like the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, or no, David's not there. Is that what it is? David's not there. there. Yeah, they have uh, they have a yeah, they have an Aphrodite, and they have a, I mean, the winged victory, like you know, the headless, like uh, angel statue. That thing's sick, and um. There's, uh, what was the other thing I really liked there? Oh, yeah, so in, in Paris, it's just, like, all this, like, architecture and these buildings, like, they're they're insane. They're so huge and, like, covered in, like, you know, statuary. And it, it really made me feel like, oh. Gargoyles and stuff. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is, like, it just, it feels like being in, like, a Dark Souls level a lot of the time. <laughs> It's it's pretty cool. And one of the days, we were just out. Wa- we walked the Eiffel Tower from our hotel. It was like a two mile walk or something. And we could only see like the base of the Eiffel Tower because the top half of it was up in the clouds. So it was a cool day to like see it because it just vanished like up in the mist. So you didn't even know how tall it was. 
but so but like the lower part of the city line you could still see and on the horizon kind of like across the river there's like a steeple like way out there and it's like hey let's just go walk over to that so it's kind of like i made it like you know like i was playing elden ring or something like some just, man Orlando. Yeah, yeah. We just this, yeah. Yeah, you could see the skybox. You could see yeah. it. And it was like, oh, I bet we're gonna end up there, dude. Yeah, at some point. sick boss fight in the top of the tower. But yeah, we just <laughs> yeah, we walked around like the city on foot. I I think that day yeah. we walked like it was like twelve miles on my like step tracker. <laughs> just, oh. But um, that's yeah. kind of the way to do it, you know. Yeah, just yeah. Explore the city, I guess. And yeah, yeah, and you see probably where it takes you and be like. Time to get some food. No, I guess we found a restaurant. Oh, oh yeah. Damn, this is like legit. Yeah. Steak, steak and fries, steak frites. Uh, mm. But uh, yeah, things like the, the Eiffel Tower and the Arc de Triomphe, you know, you've seen those in like movies and, and whatever. And oh, right. like they were, I would say, like 10 times bigger than I thought they were. They're huge, uh, massive. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So cool times. Um, Check it out. Yeah, check out Paris. I'd highly recommend. Oh dang! We should do a, a French band. Yeah, good good espresso. Trying to figure out what good croissants. Bands I'm gonna recommend. We probably done. Oh, a, you got some, yeah. Yeah, we probably. I've been to Paris once. Oh, nice. Yeah. You did what? Uh oh, and yeah, and we checked out the Pantheon too. There, I guess there's like a Roman Pantheon. I don't know if that one's bigger, but the Pantheon in Paris is like pretty cool to see too. Uh. Notre Dame, they were still like renovating, so you couldn't go inside. But you could, we walked to the little, I think it, it's on like an island in the middle of the river. We walked over there and it, it was really cool uh, okay. to, because they're like rebuilding the roof from the fire. So they're kind of showing all that off. But, yeah. But yeah, it's a cool, cool place to be. Nice. That's sweet, man. Definitely, I'll definitely go back someday again. All right, all right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've just been here. I've just been here holding it down. Good. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> I got a new car. Yeah. So that was really cool. So that's my big news story. But, yeah, thank, thanks everybody on the Patreon for uh, helping us get a new car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the super chats and. Yeah. It all it all just T shirt sells. Adds up. Yeah. And before you know it. The um, Metal Metal Quest Legal Fund help you fight copyright uh, issues. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of projects. Playing guitar. Nothing crazy. We're still working on our album. Yeah, you're kind it's of It's going on so long, dude. At our last brand practice, I was like last night I was like had this idea for one of the drum parts and I was like, dude, what if we changed it like the beat to like this new thing? And and it was like once like Polly like learns the songs, it's like that's how the songs are. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's things are going on so long that my brain is like starting to like think of ideas, you know? Oh my gosh. So that's, a, that's a bad sign. It's taking it's taking too long because I'm coming up with new stuff. Yeah, you kinda like need to I don't know. I'm having a new appreciation for almost anybody that's put out, you know, a full length album. First of all, that's like, that's a ton of notes. How do you remember, like, each band member? How do you remember every single note, every single little riff, turn around? Like, it's just, yeah. 
It's insane. I have a lot of material up in my head. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to me, like, that people can remember that and, like, play it back. I I guess maybe you only remember, like, an album worth at a time and a little bit more. Like, if you're touring for an album, you'll play the album and maybe a a few of the classics, but, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Yeah, some of those, yeah those shows where they play all those like three hours long the material i got about an hour in my head right now but yeah that's a lot of songs to remember yeah hey so this week we got four albums we're gonna do yeah yeah last show uh i we're kind of changing things up a little bit uh last show i recommended two albums to daniel with a theme uh and my only theme was um they were uh spooky purple black metal castles and so i picked one that's uh old and i picked one i picked one that's like yeah a classic um and i picked one that's uh that's pretty new um and those two albums were uh i picked uh in the night side eclipse i always mess up the name by Emperor and by Stormkeep, I picked Tales of Other Time. And they're both, uh, well, they're both people probably call they're them. Pretty similar. Yeah. They're both kind of black metal, but one's kind of like reskinned with that's a little bit more modern of a sound and production. Because the Emperor one was, yeah. uh, you know, one of those mid 90s, um, 1994 kind of. Um, that's as mid as you get Norwegian black metal uh, album so one of the classics one of the originals is it is it their first one Uh, yeah it's the debut so it's like Damn. imagine when that thing came out because I don't know when you had things like I'm sure one could figure out like the timeline of you know uh, how black metal kind of went down but i just think albums like like there was uh there's like the original like the self-titled like bathory album that was like 1984 and it's kind of like like a fat like it has more of a punk kind of vibe to it kind of thing uh-huh. it's I never um really to oh yeah well we'll have to listen to that one at some point but it's kind of yeah more i don't know it just it feels like has some punk roots to it but like by the time we're in the mid 90s like it's like you know the 240 beat per minute like blast beats and like these cool like symphonic passages like we've kind of grown to that by by that point uh-huh. so over that or that was, yeah the, was this kind of like i don't know whenever i think of like black metal i usually think of like the stuff from the 90s i guess like that's kind of like where it kicked off with like i always think of like mayhem and stuff but like right emperor seems like they like and whenever i was still originally listened to black metal was always like oh it sounds so bad and stuff like that and like so simple and like repetitive and all this stuff and they just play the same riff over and over a little bit more punk i guess but then it was like but then emperor kind of for me they get into a, like the more of the symphonic stuff, you know, where they start adding keyboards. And then that's where I, I started. This is where I kind of get into it. 
this is the stuff I kind of dig. Oh yeah, their yeah their albums were wild compositions. Very yeah, kind of, kind of like, like really a composing pieces. Yeah, like a gothic, like neoclassical kind of feel at times. Yeah. We listened. How's this one start off? We listened to uh, what was the other Emperor album that we listened to? It was uh, uh, anth- anthems to the Welkin at dusk. If I'm yeah, that's the one I started that. with. Yeah, and that one like that was like my first black metal album actually that I ever bought. Yeah, that one starts out with like you know some like kind of Castlevania sounding <laughs> yeah kind of like keyboard Trumpets. like yeah MIDI keyboard. <laughs> kind of orchestration and then like eventually it like jumps into the and it's just like what that drum roll yeah yeah it's sick but this why does this one start i don't know it's kind of the same thing right here i got it okay go for it Yeah, the first, when the vocals first like hit you, it's like, I don't know. Is that like kind of, I guess that's like fry screaming. Is is that like a, was that like a new thing? I don't know. Were there other, were they the first to kind of do it? Ooh, I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. This is the 90s. Yeah, because that's 94. like, yeah, there's like that, uh, I think it I've is. heard it referred to as like a wildcat vocal, <laughs> but it's uh, like. I wonder if they were kind of like, I don't know, were they the, the first to do that kind of thing? Because a lot of other people are kind of like more of like gurgly throat singing. I don't know. Like Cradle of Filth is doing it. Uh, you know, like Old Man's Child's kind of doing it. Emperor's doing it. 
this is like a wave of bands that were kind of doing it, I think. But it kind of is kind of that anthem of Gamora stuff, but on like a little bit like this is a little bit more buried, I think, which makes it a little less intense. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of hidden behind a lot of stuff. And it's kind of got like that that whole thing gives it like this kind of misty atmosphere, I think, you know? Oh, yeah. Like one of the first things that I noticed about like the Emperor album, like compared to some of the others that we listened to were where the drums were like they were like big and like reverby tons of reverb reverb everywhere mm. put reverb on everything like it has yeah it has a very reverby like mix to it um yeah so like the the tom fills and like they kind of blend into each other it's like like a like a like a whir kind of thing and the the blast beats it's hard to like okay. pick out like an individual like each individual snare hit whereas it's more just like a wall like yeah there's just a wall of noise mm-hmm. like coming at you with the the drums during like the fast parts but the drums these are like actually like played on a drum kit right it's like i'm yeah yeah, yeah. i don't think back yeah, then before uh, like all the triggers and drum editing and all that stuff dude this is like and it's like their first album dude Wait a back. Wait a second. Let's step back a second. Like you look at this album art. It's crazy. The cover. It's so cool. They got like little goblins on there. Yeah, one of the reasons I wanted to listen to it was I actually like I you know, somehow just missed this one. And uh Ah is this one has a Grim Reaper on it too. Do you see that? In the sky underneath their name? Oh, I'm looking for it right Like now. in the clouds, there's like a guy riding on a horse with a scythe and a horse. I never noticed that until right now. I'm trying to find a huge image. Uh, let's see. Anyways, yeah, it, it's like got like that tower. It's yeah. like totally out of Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson. Yeah, they got like, yeah, the, oh, yeah. Wow. But you see the Grim Reaper? I see the Grim Reaper on the horse. Dude. Because, Three out of four. Yeah. Because Daniel's theme was, uh, w- without giving it away too Grim early, Reapers. but they were Grim Reapers. I think they were, uh, they were on horses. Yeah, they're on horses. Grim Reapers on horses yeah. was his theme. It's like, shoot. I mean, mine does still have a spooky, uh, purple, uh, castle there. Uh, we're going in for the raid. I don't know, man. This, yeah, this album the forest. wild. There's like bridges, there's waterfalls. You know, the screenshot it's that I... awesome. The screenshot of the album that I see on Spotify, like the goblin faces, they're kind of they're kind of red. But, um, like looking at other places... Yeah, the goblin faces are kind of yeah. red and the fonts and stuff are white on Spotify. But, uh, elsewhere, like I see it. You know, it's kind of like a gray for the logos, and their faces are like grayed out too. So, I don't know if that's just a printing thing, but uh, looks like they moved the logo too. Anyways, I don't know. what a cool, what a cool cover! What a crazy looking castle! It's got it's like this, you know, non-Euclidean geometry spire horns coming out of it. Yeah, it's the coolest looking thing. Damn. We'll see what castles. When we listen to the next album, we'll see what castle was the 
you know, maybe the least the hospitable. So the most def- defensive uh, fortification. Fort- yeah, sure. I mean, it is about to be raided. They do have that bridge there, so I don't know. If I, I mean, that castle's like they still got a long ways to go. There's still probably a lot of castle we got that got cut off. Moonlit night. There's a Man, water. I wish we had. What is that, dude? Is that? Uh, I wonder what's on the back of that album cover, dude. Does it like flip around and have more on the other side? Oh yeah, if you like open it, it's like a panorama of yeah. the rest of the goblin horde. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, I see some other screenshots that might have a no the band photos on the insert. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to find some. Coming up empty. Oh, here we go. I I got some on the back. Uh, yeah, it's like the band photos and like this spooky looking uh, gargoyle image in the center. Okay. Yeah, I think I see like half of it. Anyways. Yeah, uh, I see it. I'm, dude. One of the tracks. I am the black. I am the Black Wizards. That has like six million plays on Spotify. That's insane Damn. for for a black metal track. So we're gonna play it. Here we go. Yeah, you get that that intro riff, iconic, and then and they got the kind of thrash metal beat going over it. But then there's like that part with like the the cymbal chokes and it's doing the like orchestra hits on the keyboard. Yeah, it's uh-huh. wild. It's wild. Who would have thought to uh, have done anything like that back then? Because you know you had bands like right, you had like Slayer and Pantera and Mac- and Metallica and stuff. And it's like. Why are you gonna put a keyboard? Some dorky <laughs> keyboard. Hey, I didn't tell you. I, I went no. <laughs> I went to a slight uh deviation. I, I went to like a local metal show a while ago. I sent you some stuff um from it. Actually it wasn't it wasn't metal metal, it was uh it's part of a series called uh, Desert Drone and they were doing like drone and noise and like synthesizer music. Um like post rock, there there's a post rock band, maybe two of them, and there's like you know a like a proper um like doom metal band there that uh, they um were playing. They sounded a lot like kind of Bell Witch, like that Mirror Reaper. Am I am I mixing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mirror Reaper album. But um, a- anyways. 
they had a dungeon synth guy there that was playing like you know a whole set on the keyboard you know like candelabra and stuff and um i heard later like some people talking to each other and they were like they're like yeah that last band was awesome but but what the hell was that keyboard bullshit about <laughs> like they <laughs> like they, they didn't get it you know but whatever <laughs> they were there to freak Damn. in they wanted a headbang dude so they weren't feeling yeah. they weren't feeling the dungeon synth yeah there's a time and a place for that sort of thing yeah <laughs> yeah man i felt i uh, listening back to this album it was like so many uh there were so many classic riffs so many catchy riffs on this that i thought were actually on like i've listened a lot to the anthems at the wilk and at dusk but then just going back to this one so many hooks so many things it was like oh yeah like i've heard this one a bunch you know and it's just like a ton of riffs that stick in your head like throughout the whole thing right and i don't know and definitely like drum grooves and like fills and stuff like they, I, I don't know if they like invented a lot of that, but I mean, you know, there's yeah, a, there's, one, there's I mean, I am the Black Wizards that, you know, it's just like, uh, throughout the whole thing. I don't know. What about this thing? This thing here always, I was like, stuck out to me. It's classic. Listen to this. It's from, uh. Cosmic Keys to My Creation in Times. I guess I was kind of like two for one, but like the whole like, oh, oh, oh. like yeah, a lot of the chord progressions are so sick. I feel like this this band they kind of like for me it really elevates I think black metal, um, into like more of like this sort of like transcendental, uh, you know. Yeah, they have like they form. have those like like. Uh, <laughs> They have those like major chord lifts that kind of brighten it and and make it like epic, mm. and uh, yeah. yeah. But then they had they had that like little like you know Mozart like keyboard ditty after it. It gets into yeah, some of it's yeah. a little carnival like it, dark yeah. carnival sort of yeah. feel. <laughs> yeah, playing like uh, I don't know. It's like a they're going for the horror kind of aesthetic, you know, with the keyboards. I think you know. Like like John Carpenter kind of like soundtrack or something, you know. But yeah, I mean, this is a classic. This is like a great album. Holy smokes! Yeah, if you haven't know. if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Um, it's just a classic. There's a, it, Never listen to it. Yeah, it's like very very like uh, cinematic. You know, it's like. This is like storytelling. Like it takes the it takes the music and it puts in like another dimension of like these aren't just songs, you know. These are feel like you're being transported to like you know a mythical land in your head with this like 
and like there's like battles and there's like you know different castles and landscapes and stuff like this and this album this is a real freaking i don't know good one yeah and it sounds it's a journey this is a journey it sounds old not like mid 90s black metal it sounds like like from a time like way before what we know now it's timeless it's timeless and it sounds ancient yeah anthems has the same quality to this one and then they had their their deal i don't know where they didn't put out an album for a while and they came back and they did two more and after like listening to these two i was like i want to check out their newer stuff so i went and listened to their other two albums and they kind of suck dude like compared Mm. to the first two like they really lost like like they tried to go more aggressive or something and they lost a lot of the like atmosphere keyboardy sort of stuff i feel like yeah huh um, i'll have to listen i'll have to listen kinda, to some of them yeah i don't know you should check them out but i was like not impressed really i was like damn they kind of lost their their touch or they they kind of cut out the stuff that i thought was cool in the first two albums but you know who did aggressive uh black metal really well Mm. dissection dude and that's our next album man that we're gonna talk about <laughs> unless you got any other things uh to say hey, about it uh no i don't yeah yeah don't other other than go listen to it i uh i enjoyed it i'm gonna listen to it yeah. some more oh you know what I, I have one more thought on it the intro dude it always reminds me of chewing on flesh no, I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if you know, you know. Should we play another clip just for fun? Yeah. Uh, do you got one more lined up, or I might have one. Uh, we didn't. We never played a uh, Inno Ah uh, Satana. That's probably their other like most popular song, so we'll just play the intro to that. Too. They also do those clean lyrics with the distorted lyrics, which are sick. Yeah, and there's like a harmony in them too, or they harmonize mm-hmm. them. That's cool. All right, dissection. This is a band from Sweden, and I've never heard of this band before. But I typed in Grim Reaper on the album cover, and this band came up, and it's it's pretty sick. I I really like this album. I thought it was awesome. Let's see, it's got, how how does it start? Let's find out. (laughs) 
insane. Pretty crazy. Yeah. There, there's I love that, it how it... Yeah. Yeah, there's that intro that's like two minutes and like there's kind of the war drums in it. And it, I don't know, it gets a little repetitive, but yeah, when like you, we finally drop into the first track, it's like, what? This is insane. Yeah. It's like they like crank the volume up a little bit on it too. It's like... And it's like, boom, and then yeah. you're like this kind of just like ramp of volume, and it's like aggressive, yeah. fast. Yeah, and of all the this albums. This is like 94 or something, right? Uh, 95, I think. Okay, right after the other one. Yeah, yeah, about a year after. Um, what? So the cover, the, the black huh? and purple, I, I was actually just looking, I was scrolling through the wiki page, and it's. The same person that did this cover did the Emperor cover as well. So it's the same uh, Christian Wallen. No way. Known as Necrolord. The guy's done, like, go to his wiki page. He's done so many covers uh, huh. for, for so many bands. Like, he's done a bunch for Insafirum. He's done a bunch for Dark Funeral. Oh, yeah. I mean... He's done a bunch for Bathory. Os Nord. Yeah. So he's just freaking. Yeah. Very a uh, prom. This is a very prominent. Uh, you know. King Diamond. He got metal album cover. Uh, designer and. Uh, sick. Okay. Cool. Man, that's yeah, a lot that's of neat. lot of paintings. A lot of paintings. But I don't like you were saying. Was anybody doing this buried vocals like this? Like I don't know, like these drums and like these like the the guitar, like this stuff sounds very contemporary to me. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like that like drumming style and stuff, it I, this must have had a huge impact on the uh on metal drummers to come, dude. This is like Yeah, crazy. I don't I don't know if it's like um I don't know if there's triggers on these drums, but one thing that is different about them than like other drums of like the earlier stuff is they have a much clickier sound or like a like a like you hear the slap of the hammer in the mix yeah, the um as opposed to just like the like the bass like boo, boo, boo. like they leave that high end of the drum in there and it uh I really like that kind of clicky like slappy like kind of kick you know higher tone in there I love when that's in there because then like when there's a blast you just don't get the rumble from your speakers you actually like kind of hear yeah you just hear it like flying you know like each note is like pronunciated yeah you know and i actually like you know like a lot of snare like blast beats like can really burn me out really fast but like the the double bass blast beat thing mm-hmm. that they're doing on this i can i can listen to that all day you yeah know, that doesn't that doesn't make my ear go fatigued yeah kind of where they're just like flying on the double bass and but they're playing like a half time like four four on the snare snare like kind of thing but yeah i i really enjoyed the the drumming on this was so sick i just i would like listening to more of that it opens with like a super long track i think it's like eight minutes long or something 
but it has like a really it's really smart because it does like this whole like interlude with like acoustic guitars and they're like sprinkled throughout this whole thing like this you know this is one of those albums that could get like really a monotonous with just like the same sort of stuff but like this album like along with emperor it's not as like it's not as uh symphonic i guess it's kind of melodic it's kind of melodic but like it's not they like really they do break it up and they like get a little artsy with like some chiller stuff and they put some like little interludes in there which i really appreciate um but a lot of it is just like it's fast and uh, aggressive it's a lot yeah it's a lot more and it's technical you know for like black metal stuff yeah i mean it's um, definitely edging into like the kind of death metal side of things with a lot of the riffs because they're like punchy yeah. and pronounced whereas you know it's not just like wall of noise like tremolo picking a chord kind of thing like there's actual like separate like palm muted notes like in the like playing like black metal you tend to play a lot more open notes and playing death metal you tend to play a lot more mm. You know, palm muted I get stuff. Cause yeah, is this kind of like maybe the roots of some like blackened death stuff or something? <laughs> yeah, prob- probably. Yes. But uh, yes. but anyways, I love the second song. I really like the chord progression they do. Let's hear it. I don't even know what it's called, but uh, I'll find out. Unhallowed. <laughs> progression and i love how they do they have a lot of um harmonized guitars with like a one kind of doing a lead a little bit higher melody and the other one uh filling out the rhythm throughout a lot of the album which is really sweet to hear but that i don't know it's such a strange chord progression to me for some reason but it it catches me every time i say Damn, that's crazy. The super fast, dr- like, drumming with, like, the slow chord progression is always a, is a, is a nice touch. Uh, I'm going to play some of Where Dead Angels Lie. That seems to be their most popular track on, on this album. All right. Here we go.
Oh yeah. I like That's that. That's how melody. you do it. That's how you build a riff, man. They have the one layer come in, the acoustic, and then they have like the distortion come in and they add then they have like the octave up higher guitar and then they add in that double bass like mm-hmm. that's so sick yeah yeah you start out yeah you gotta start out that slow like four four rock beat and then just kind of you know let her get out yeah yeah you want to like ease them into the you know the the dream and then you hit them over the head yeah uh, they do a, they did one I, I don't know where it is but they did I always love it in black metal whenever they throw in a little of the pentatonic uh, s- scale for some solos you know yeah uh, that's somewhere in there and they did that a couple of times so I was like yeah hell yeah yeah some yeah some boomer bands <laughs> in there yeah yeah <laughs> but this was a really sick um the guitar work I mean is awesome on this album this part right here always gets me um i wish it went on for a little bit longer because it's so good but it's such a weird little solo it's like it takes off with like this little like classical bit and then like it adds in these like rests mm-hmm. that that is and then it like kicks back in and then it like does it again it's and it's only like 10 seconds that's just like brilliant right there yeah was there a little harmony at the end too i couldn't quite pick up on play, yeah play a little oh yeah yeah they did a chord. I think he did like a like a like a chord on the guitar. Oh, okay. Solo. So chords and solos are sick. Yeah. I've been messing with that. I always worry about the guy who's playing the solo and has to um play like the major part of the harmony. Cause they're like one of the lead lines is usually like this nice like minor sounding thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's something else that sounds like you're playing like happy birthday. But when you play the two together it sounds pretty good. <laughs> I know what you mean exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you don't want to be that guy that plays like you got to write the riff orig- or the the original lead line so you don't have to play the play the harmony. Happy birthday line. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Sometimes like yeah. we cut out um we cut out harmonies, you know, because you want to throw them in all the time, but then it's like the major. Th- you're just yeah. doing majors, and then it's like this sounds way too happy. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Uh. That hits close to home, dude. <laughs> I guess, uh... yeah. And that's always, and that's always how you introduce the harmony too, right? You play like, like the major part, or sorry, you play like the thing that's like strongly, in like with a, with a minor tonality, and then the right. second guitar comes in and play, and they're just playing like the stupid little happy birthday lick, like. But the thing is. <laughs> That I'm always worrying about is like when they're at home practicing that part, like getting ready for the show, they're like play, <laughs> playing all these like little happy birthday lines. And, yeah. <laughs> they're like, dude, I don't think this sounds good. Yeah. It's like, don't worry. It'll, it'll sound good when we all get together. But <laughs> Storm of the Wise Bane. Should check it out. Yeah. I got to check out their other material. 
Uh, honestly, I, yeah. Emperor, first two albums good. I don't know about this band. This second album, I think this is their second album, is killer. Yeah, way good. Super good. Highly recommend. I found a new band. Yeah. Same album art cover. Same, like, you know, they both have Grim Reapers. Check them out. Dude, I'm thinking about putting a Grim Reaper on my album. <laughs> You're going to have to now. Purple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to yeah, make yeah. them nice and icy, you got to pick a... We're call a freaking Christian Necro Lord. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of neat. I'm well, really. That's really crazy that they have the same album. We should just do Christian Nectar Lord albums. I'm down. I next dig, week. Dig his stuff. Uh, I think we should Hell jump. Yeah. I think we should jump over to the uh, Stormkeep album. All right. We've been yeah. in the '90s. Yeah. Now so we're like coming up to the 2020s. Yeah. Wasn't. Yeah. So Storm. Is that Thirty years. Yeah, so fast forward to this is the band is Stormkeep and their album is Tales of Other Time. And it was released in November 2021. Yes. And I picked it because it was also like a purple-ish album cover with a sick castle on the cover. Uh, very nice. Uh, I don't know if it's an a proper oil painting or digital, but it's a very nice painting of a cool castle with gargoyles and a bridge and lightning. I love the it's design. Like an ice glacier. I love the design of this cover so much because, like, you got this little like ominous, like green, like glowing light, like up in the tower of the castle uh-huh. and it's like that's the only green like you get is that little glow and it's like what is going on up in there and then like their their logo and the and the title are in red but like the the lining of the sorcerer's robe is also in red so it kind of like red. ties the design together yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's like on this little like scroll it's- Work ton- I don't know. It's so cool. It's interesting because it's uh the composition. It kind of whenever I first look at it, you know, you look at you see the wizard, right? Boom, he's in the foreground, but it's on a uh, what do you call this Dutch angle? It's like a Dutch angle. Oh, like he draws okay. paintings at a Dutch angle, and then it kind of it's kind of like he's looking up, and you follow his gaze, and it's like, damn, you gotta go up this little staircase here to get to the logo of the band and then cross the bridge and you see like the bridge is guarded by a dragon and then it's like the castle and there's like lightning directs your eye towards the green light and you're like damn you got to get up there yeah that's such where it's happening. A, such a good composition i i think like that like <laughs> angle of it like kind of makes you feel like you know if you like look up at something really high while you're like walking like uh, you can get dizzy or something so it's like, like dizzy. Eiffel tower or whatever yeah yeah so it's like dizzying heights almost maybe i don't know yeah but, yeah totally but this album cover is cool i love it. oh well i don't know but this i like this one better than uh 
Storm of the Night's Bane. But I think I like uh, Emperors the best this week. Damn, Emperors is so sick. But I don't know. This one actually is really good. Anyway, this one's a contender for best album cover of the week. How's the music hold up, dude? How's this one start? Uh, firing it up. too yeah you gotta go into the blast with the scream just to let people know yeah that's a funny thing dude like well okay back to the how they start like the uh the drop where it hits i think the section's got the best one this one's better than emperor though i think yeah this one has taken 30 years you know and they've they've taken all the experiences of the past metal bands that come before them and i think they got a pretty damn good they got a pretty damn good drop and the uh and with the scream you know that included with the yeah there was a period of time where like every single metal album started with that every you know like they yeah. had to have that oh you yeah. have to have it's like it's so brutal. yeah <laughs> but like this one it's short you know they actually they didn't do it for like they could have done it for yeah, another you know, measure or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they did it short though, because it's almost unnoticeable. But yeah, yeah yes. some, some of them, yeah, will like they'll hold on to that like yeah, that like traditional <laughs> blast like the whole way through it. And then they'll switch over to the thrash beat and you'll get back to the you get back to the rip. That's like that's the formula. You just follow like the formula. every folk metal band did yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, freaking annoying. They still and, do it. Yeah, one one cool thing about it, you you get this big, long, like nine minute track, and then you get like a little mm. dungeon synth interlude, and then you get a long yes. track, and then another long yes. track, and then a little dungeon synth interlude, and then and then the the final track. But yeah, the 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 like the black metal tracks are like eight. Eight to eleven minutes long, like so. Okay. They're they're I they're always... all long tracks. Yeah. Okay, because there's so many. Yeah, I always there's because they're so long. I always get like confused on what track I'm in, you know. Mm -hmm. And there is like a lot of callbacks and stuff. 
um, to earlier tracks and like similar similarities between the tracks, you know. So it's like it's a it's definitely like a concept album, and that's cool. I think yeah. that's neat because it's it's kind of almost like one big song. It's like one realized forty three minute track, you know, almost like it's 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 all sequential. It's all like in the right order. It's all uh, it's not just like hanging out dead on arrival you know sort of yeah. songs it's it's, yeah. a, it's like a movie it's like a freaking movie in yeah. your mind yeah and the, <laughs> the whole album runs at uh damn usually i know how long oh yeah the whole album's 43. like four yeah so it's probably yeah made made to be on vinyl i i don't know i might want to pick it up it, it's made to be consumed in one sitting yeah, this would be a bit. I, I don't have a vinyl player, but that'd be a cool shirt. Oh. Um. Yeah. The one thing on this album, I'm always digging it, but what always happens to me, and I don't think I was thinking about maybe not even saying this for the podcast, but now that I'm on this track, I have to continue forward and ruin it for everybody. Every time I get to the second song, and it gets to that dungeon synth thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Since the first, like this album came out when we started the podcast and we were going to like listen to this and you sent it to me and yeah. I got to the second song and always, every time I hear it, I hear we three kings of Orientar, like, da, 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 da. <laughs> like I'll play it for you. It's like, and, and I, I can never get it out of my head, this but is it's a, a really good the, dungeon synth. Yeah. The, the Citadel is the name of the track. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, the dungeon door openings or the yeah, you get the chains rising. Yeah, dry bridge, whatever that is. So we're going into the we're going into it, I guess. At this point. It's cool. That's just me. That's just me being weird. That's sick. We should just do album commentaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's kind of like, and then yeah, the like little um, the like medieval. I don't even know what you call it. like the tambourine. The tan the tambourine ah. comes in, and there's like that bigger drum. I don't know what like that like the skin. Skin drum. I don't know what those leather <laughs> I don't know. drums are yeah, called. Yeah, I, I love like the um 
the war drums on this. How do they? I need to get Polly some big like war toms or something. Yeah, that's, that's like such a cool. Yeah, and dissection like their first track they had they had yep. the war drums in there too. But it's like, I this, this is what I'm talking about. Like the production for this, like writing these these things, and then like putting in all that like with the keyboard arrangements of the songs and like picking what instruments to pick and stuff like that is incredible. I just play the guitar, but then you think about these guys like doing all this, all these like drumming effects and yeah, you you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta like do research of what other people have done or you gotta find like a big sample library and like, you gotta listen to like 200 drums before you find one you like. (laughs) <laughs> or like the synth mm-hmm. the synth patches you gotta like write the melody and then you're gonna sit there and like audition like a ton of like synth patches and then you'll find one that's like close enough and you can start like tweaking it and, and then you gotta do that for every instrument and then by the time you're done it's like oh like this one doesn't sit well in the mix so i gotta like you gotta start back over or something it's yeah that kind of stuff takes a long time you go listen to the same thing like a thousand times, but so a lot of work went into this. Um, and speaking of Stormkeep and Dungeon, synth, uh, shoot, this on their Bandcamp, they got Glad Drum or something. I listened to that one too. It's sick. It was good as well. This one's a little bit more realized, I think. This one always ends too soon for me the end i'm like damn that's it that's the end oh oh yeah this this whole album yeah it just kind of comes to a stop yeah you can tell they're kind of building towards it but yeah there's like this sick like battle with like um freaking uh what's the lyric oh here i get some notes uh, actually uh let's see here and and like there's a lot of parts of it that are kind of like thrashy which is kind of cool because you don't get a lot of that in, like the other Albums. Yeah. Um, this. Oh, yeah, I'll go. You but, go and then I'll go. But yeah, they have like kind of fast, like thrashy, kind of like 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 kind of riffs. Um, and here, uh, maybe we'll jump into uh, a journey through storms. Yeah, that that's like that could that's be taken that could be taken like out of a Megadeth album or some, but put a <laughs> but but put a blast beat under it, you know. I feel like these this band, um, and they they even do the uh, the clean vocals, you know, like Emperor, uh, with like the the growly stuff, but like the um, I feel like this band is kind of influenced. It has a lot of like influences, but. This band, maybe it's just the content of it, but it feels very like power metal-y to me. It has some sort of like power metal sort of structure going on in things. Yeah. But maybe that's because of the fantasy like atmosphere. 
and maybe and and uh, Emperor kind of has learning leaning into that black metal fantasy thing with like Lord of the Rings, you know, which is common. But I feel like um, this is kind of like Ice Sword. Ice Sword likes to lean into the uh, the fantasy or the black metal kind of like bits. We try to like get into that a little bit. But we lean more into the heavy metal side, you know? Yeah. And it feels like this band is like if Ice Sword was to go full into the black metal sort of like realm. But they have they have kind of like a they have some sort of like fantasy metal thing going on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that stuff, whether it's yeah, heavy metal or power metal or black metal. It's just yeah, coming up with those nice like uh like you have kind of like a a twinkly like music box kind of synth sound like plinking out like a melody like it's being played on like a crystal harp and underneath uh-huh. you got this like kind of like fast like thrashy driving kind of driving, driving like beat kind of thing yeah I, that stuff's so cool and then yeah probably what makes it is like what's what's the vocalist doing and what are the drums doing it's probably just how you it's like is it yeah, does it end up being black metal or not? And I, you know, one thing that like um, probably like a lot of like black black metal is trying to sound like evil and gross. Like they'll do, they'll have a lot of like dissonance in there, and they'll use a lot of uh like the tritone chord progression, so it just sounds like nasty and evil. But this is actually pretty, you know, concordant. Like there's a lot of um, like a lot of stuff is with, I, I mean, I don't know the music, but a lot of stuff is like within the key. Like there's not a, too much stuff that sounds like nasty and right. mean, like you those, know, so. Yeah, dissonant. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of dissonance in this one. Which I ah. like. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of Desert Doom, dude, I listened to this one today while I was playing Doom 1 on uh, from 1993. Oh, and you... it's pretty sick, like playing Doom with this, running around shooting those demons. Should have uh, should have played Doom one with freaking dissection. I know. Like, I was thinking that I same, could go to there, but yeah, same era. You'd be this like was the, the last one I needed to listen to. Yeah, you'd be like the Get coolest. The chainsaw out. Yeah, you'd be like the coolest kid on the block listening to like brand that new been... <laughs> black metal. Can you imagine back then? You're playing era Doom? specific. Yeah. <laughs> the disturbed kid in the in the movie would have been playing Doom and listening to Dissection. For sure. <laughs> yeah. The '90s horror movie or something. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. I've been getting into boomer shooters, and I decided to go back to the original boomer shooter, Doom, 1993. Yeah. Uh, because I saw that myhouse.wad video on YouTube, and I was like, damn, I need to play Doom. Anyways, other time. Tales of other time. You know, I'm there's there's a... If you, like, look around... I um, hope we get to play a show together someday. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be amazing. Uh, speaking of Doom, if you ever do a search for, like, Doom Metal on, like, YouTube or something, some they're, like... There's a genre of metal. It's not actually like the doom metal that we know, which is, you know, like slow, plotting, heavy, down tuned, 
but there's actually like doom metal, like metal inspired or from the the doom series of video games. The video game. Yeah. Because yeah. like that doom and like like doom 2016 and doom eternal like the new dooms they have like that freaking like everything's got yeah. like seven or eight string guitar like heavy like hard hitting like chugs use, and like, a like chainsaw <laughs> and soundtrack and yeah stuff. yeah <laughs> yeah they have like yeah and just everything's like a fast like you know kind of double bass yeah. kind of beat over these like heavy riffs yeah rip and tear doom music doom metal there is one thing I, I wonder if I can find it real quick if you grant me this one clip on this okay uh, just one of other time let me see if I can click around real quick it's just like a really great like the passage of time is like moving forward and the plot of the story is uh progressing i love that part whoever wrote that little section right there those two chord progressions man i'm sure they were very proud of it and i bet there was a band member who was like i don't know dude it sounds kind of weak but like i just want to like get behind the dude who like was like yeah no we're keeping that in because you you did good there and i know how it goes sometimes when you're writing songs like that people don't get your vision <laughs> <laughs> that that's why you gotta like that's why you gotta you gotta put some little demos together like pitch you gotta pitch your case say like check it out and then yeah you got your midi drums you play in the bass Okay, so they oh, have. There it is. Yeah, so I just sent you the um, album "Lost Relics" by Stormkeep. Oh, is this new? Yeah, it came out uh pretty recently, right? I, like to. What? Uh, yeah, May twelfth. So we're talking like. Yeah, oh, le two, less than two weeks ago. Twelve so, days ago. Yeah, so this is the um, this is a dungeon synth only one. But the interesting thing about this is it was. Also, um, uh, where's it say This that? one's coolest album art of all time, probably. Oh yeah, if you click on the picture, had. if you click on the picture, yeah. it's so cool because it's it was made for a cassette release. Um, okay. Yeah, but this is like this is a dungeon synth album, and one of the members of Blood In Incantation like also like contributed to this so okay yeah you were telling me about that that's super cool yeah so def um i listened to it it's pretty good for a dungeon synth album uh all right yeah uh this looks straight up like uh uh dungeons and dragons art from like oh first yeah edition, sort yeah of like i'm like, like a manual like a bit more yeah fantasy five tracks of dungeon synth fantasy ambient cool 
Maybe, yeah. <laughs> if you just found Stormkeep from their Dungeon Synth album. And then you were saying you, you listened to, listen to, uh, to Galdrum? I, was, I know. Yeah, listen to Galdrum. I need to check that out. Uh, I liked it's... it too. I think this one's better, but it's still yeah. damn good. Shoot. Well, because we'll we to... haven't recorded a podcast in like three months, so I was, you know, jonesing for some new material. Had to go check out all the band's discographies. All right. So, did you have any more clips? Nope. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save it for the listener. I don't. I don't want to like play the last track and spoil it. So. Just listen to the album. It's great. This one, this one's my album of the week for me. Did you read the my lyrics? album of the week? I didn't, but I could make a lot of them out. Like even okay. though it's kind of like if there's a story. Yeah, uh, I but. know that there's a play. Uh, there's a point in time where spells and magic collide, and leading up to that, a cavalry of dragons summons the storm. And this oh, is like okay, during this is during a uh, quote siege of the citadel. So there's some like cool there's some cool stuff happening, man. Fantasy I knew a journey through storms. Fantasy but, battle. Yeah, I was having a hard time following the lyrics, but so yeah, I highly I'll recommend tell you what, it. It did sound good in my new car, though. My new car sound speakers, freaking solid, dude. Yeah. Yeah, best best production of of the week for sure. Best production of the week. Okay. Well, we got one band left. We got one uh, band left. This is the oldest album of the week. For yeah. sure. Yeah, from 19, 1983. Back when metal was metal, dude. This we're talking about Grim Reaper. Nineteen eighty three. Debut album, See You in Hell. of this album is unreal it's so good yeah that, that initial that drum beat is killer that initial scream oh so good oh and yeah you'll notice the cover on this i think the see you in hell it's kind of written on like a like a scroll that's rolled up just like tales of other time oh wow yeah so yeah uh, there's some crossover between the different albums of the week. Totally. It's got a big buff horse, a buff Grim Reaper. It's got a scythe. Uh, it's kind of like, I think they're, it's not really centered, right? The 
see you in hell and the Grim Reaper. Oh, yeah, I can't really tell. They need to, like, move the Grim yeah. Reaper a little bit over to get it centered. But, hey, this was 1983, dude, and we didn't have Word. <laughs> Word dude. We didn't have uh, Put our Photoshop in there. Banner Creator Pro or something. It's totally uh, off. Yeah, someone probably just had to, like, paint this Eyeball picture it. and paint the bottom and maybe a... I don't even know how they would have printed the top part. But uh, I've been meaning to ask you, do you believe in the Grim Reaper? Yes. You do? No, not really. No. I don't know. I mean, some people believe in like the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus, Satan. Oh. I mean, the Grim Reaper's character... Uh, oh, yeah. a bunch of cultures seem to represent oh. him the same. So maybe there's some truth to this archetype. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe the Grim Reaper really does exist. That's sick. And he's gonna see you in hell because all these songs on this album, all about they're all about going in, seeing in, you in hell. hell, seeing you in hell. Uh, well, that's what they're all about. Yeah. Isn't there like, they have another album, All Hell Let Loose? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of hell-themed songs. Uh, think, yeah, their second album is called like, something like the Hell Times. Hell on Wheels? Damn no, that's a, that's a concert. Rock You to Hell, that's right. Rock You to Rock Hell! Rock You to Hell! Mate, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this album, dude, and it's funny because we're talking about, uh, Stormkeep and and I bet uh, all these other albums that came before this one. This episode took a long, long time to write and record and do and stuff. And I was reading somewhere. I've, I don't know where I read it, but I read that this album took like four days to write and record, or something like that. Like it was yeah. really short. I mean, like it's a week definitely... at the most. It was. <laughs> I don't know where I read that, but yeah, I mean the like everything's a power chord. So, you yeah. know, your your options are limited there, and it's just like, I don't know, a lot of the rhythms are the same, you know, kind of driving, you know, like power metal, 80s hair metal kind of kind of rock beat. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to be like, oh, are we going to, like, blast during this section? Or it's like, blast, and then thrash beat, and then, like, I'll do the, then, like, a halftime blast, and then... You know, you don't have to worry about all that stuff. It's like there's like yeah. two or three drum beats that you do, and that's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, I was like, uh, with that same drum beat they do, I think in four and so- four songs on this album. Yeah. Uh, out of the eight songs on the album, I was like, I think they were like, I wonder how many times you can do the same song on the same album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but- some. Some of them even had yeah. like little themes or something in them that were kind of the same. Maybe it's a concept album. I don't know that, but <laughs> <laughs> that being said, uh, yeah, it's a concept album of how many um about the Grim Reaper drum beats you can do. It's the Grim Reaper thing. Yeah, but it's um, but it's really good. I really like it. That being said, I mean, see you in hell is like a banger. It opens up with. Dead on Arrival, I don't think it ever quite gets back to see you in hell levels of fun, but All Hell Let Loose is pretty good. 
the show must go on where they like chill it out for a bit is fun. There's some like good ones like I also liked Liar a lot. I think the singer has like a lot of range, dude. Oh, he puts yeah. in some like real heart and soul on some of these tracks. Like he's singing his heart out. Is it the end of this? I can't remember if it's the end of this song or the end of the album where there's like All right. We got to play the chorus of like See You in Hell cuz that's just like uh, at least that's like a Yeah. I'm going to play all the songs. Hold on, I'm going to find it. Oh yeah, I'll see you in hell. Yeah, <laughs> dude, nineteen eighty three. So sick. The, this was probably like the most evil, like uh, demonic, satanic music you could like maybe listen to. I mean, outside of like yes. some Sabbath or something, but it's like, damn, dude, they're singing about hell. Uh, they're gonna see me in there. There's a grim reaper. <laughs> He's going to take me down to the very depths of my soul, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the the Grim Reaper's horse, I just noticed, has like a, a harness that has like a Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, like a little yeah. imp or something. That's a nice touch. But, dude, oh, man. I, when I got to this, oh, dude, dead on a rightful. I love the lyrics. You'll never be the same. And I'm like, yeah, dude, because you're dead. But uh, liar, dude. This is when the singer really starts to shine for me on this song here, this this track here. I never thought I'd find a woman like her who could satisfy my needs. She got just about everything. Satisfaction guaranteed. Fast uh, delivery yeah. of the lyrics. Shoot. <laughs> it's so good. That little satisfaction guaranteed lyric, like, uh, sounded a lot like maybe a foreigner song. I don't know. I feel like I've heard that melody before. And yeah. with, the, with the same words. <laughs> maybe he's uh. seen a lot of foreigner while he's recording this. I think. Well, not on this song, but I think yeah. he tries to get a little bit like Judas Priest, for sure. Yeah. Judas Priest was like the idol, I think, for like a lot of these bands doing this stuff back then, you know? It's kind of yeah. like priest worship, maybe, or something. Huge influence, I'm sure. Yeah. It's got killer much priest on got, this. It's got killer range, though. So yeah. good. Dude. Uh, where was it, dude? There's one where he just like... Let's loose. I think it is all hell let loose, like the end of the album. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. He has a part. There's a part. I wish I could get 
my band to do this, but it will never happen. But maybe if we did it live, but dude, whenever there's like a guitar solo, there's like one part where he's like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, say? yeah. He's like, go for it or something like that to oh. the guitar solo. <laughs> like, and then the guitar yeah. starts like shredding. I was like, damn, that's so funny. Nobody does that. I always love when the when the scream like in hair metal like ah, and then the guitar comes in like wailing on that note on that note or sometimes they they swap it out too like the the end of the guitar uh, solo will hold the note and then the singer will come in on that and then start like the chorus or the next verse or something that's always a cool yeah. hair metal effect because you know you actually have a a singer that can like do pitches. <laughs> and like you know match uh -huh. pitches so that's, like, that's something that you can do oh man i want to hear the end of see you in hell i want to see if what because he's gonna rip something on it on those pipes Let's see oh <laughs> i put you i put you mid wet it might be like a 20 second whale so oh here we go Unbelievable. Oh. Damn, that whale. Damn. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that's the whale. That's what you want to, I didn't even, I didn't even count how long that was, but it's a good one. What about this one? This song is sick, dude. This song comes in at the end of the album. And this one is like much needed to chill out the mood, you know? Yeah, the ballad. some feeling into it you know and i appreciate that oh yeah i thought yeah i thought as a vocalist this guy was pretty awesome i enjoyed it he's pretty awesome yeah dead on arrival's pretty good too there's one song though i think he fails flat a little bit is it all hell let loose the ending it's kind of weird let's do it all hell let loose Yeah! 
good album. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was for, actually, it's actually pretty good for being. And it's uh, short. Yeah, I mean, it it that album to me is just everything that there is to love about that traditional British heavy metal, whatever whatever it's called. It's pure. Yeah, yeah, it really like, you know, does the uh, it takes some of the parts of like that music that I like, and it leaves the the ones that I don't out. <laughs> like sometimes. Yeah. You know, they'll throw in like a weird little Irish jig or something is kind of what I'm getting at. And it's like, yeah, they, they don't do that. It's just freaking driving beat, six screams. It's no frills. Yeah. No, just thrills. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you can, it's, you can like taste the hairspray. You can like <laughs> hear the analog tape. There's like there's parts on it where they get uh they pick up the tempo a little bit cuz there's mistakes, you know. It's like a real it's like a real performance. Yeah. It's analog. It's you, you can it's hear the dirty, you know. You can hear the leather like creaking around the microphone. Yeah. Kind of yeah. It's good stuff. Mm. Uh shoot. Hey, so next should we do the albums? Should we do? Should we do some albums for next week? Yes, let's pick some new ones. All right, I I can go first. I got them pulled up right here, sort of. I guess. Uh, I, I got one to give you. I guess. I guess. Do we have a theme, or do you have a theme for this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So my theme. Um, I guess I'll send you this other one. Shoot, it's starting to play. Oh my gosh. Spoiler alert, we'll oh, cut that. That sounded uh, sick. And yeah, so I'm sending you two <laughs> albums oh, that have Megaton Sword. Yeah. So the first album is Megaton Sword, Might and Power. And I actually ended up picking this one because of the other one that I picked, which is Gorguts Considered Dead, which is another like classic death metal album um from 1991 and it's got like a purple and green cover with this like the coolest like floating like monster thing and like a dungeon and there's a skeleton like melting into a sarcophagus or something so yeah both these albums have a really crazy like monster and a sarcophagus um one's a death metal album and you know, that early 90s death metal. And one is Oh, a, damn, I see the Megaton Sword. Yeah, sick. Yeah, and one is a modern, I, I guess, uh, like epic power metal, epic metal uh, album that was produced. Uh, Interesting. This year in February, February 24th. So, um, you know, nearly, or yeah, over 30 years later, um, this uh, idea of a creepy, like, spider bone monster on a sarcophagus is still a. Uh, makes for an alluring album cover. Oh, God, what am I going to do? Let's see here. Okay, I've got to find some. I have one. Thank you for those. I've heard of Megaton Sword before. And I have listened to their other two albums, and I like 
I like them a bit. Uh, they're out of Switzerland. Yeah, and and oh, Gore Guts. Yeah, and Gore Guts. Or it's G O R G U T S. Uh, they're they're Canadian. That's right. I think. Let me double check. Gore Guts. Canadian death metal. Formed in 1989. All right. Well, I'm gonna send you a band called Two Mold. Sick. And I've heard I'm I've heard of Two Mold, but I've never heard them. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Fifty minutes later, I have two bands with Tomb in the name because we kind of have some tombs. It's a Tomb theme. Oh, we're going. We're all doing okay. All of us are tombs doing tombs all day. I got two mold planetary clairvoyance, which I'm pushed into the Discord now. And I got this other one that I've been wanting to listen to, and I haven't checked it out yet, called um, Astral Tomb. Oh no way! And, Soul Gazer? Have you heard this one? I thought the album cover looked tight. Oh no, I think this. I think of this other album that I have uh, by uh, Astro Throne. This is Astro Tomb. Okay. Astral Tomb. Yeah, I had to listen to the Throne to the Throne band. Astral Tomb. Okay, Tomb theme. That's good. Tomb theme album. Oh, so all four. All four. Okay. On some capacity. Hell yeah. Listeners, if you made it this far, thank you so much for coming along with us. You know, do yourself a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Rate us on iTunes. Five stars. Uh, tell a friend. Send us uh, some messages at metalquestpod.com. Yeah, do yourself a real favor and go listen to... Uh... For me this week, Storm definitely a uh, Stormkeep for me. Tales of Other Time. I like Dissection a bit, and I did like, um, although I've heard Nightshade Eclipse a bunch. Yeah, do yourself a real favor and go listen to all four, because I, I, I did like everything this week. I will be listening to them again, sure. Buy that Stormkeep, dude. Those dudes are doing it. You know, all the other bands are, like, dead. Stormkeep's yeah. the only active one. <laughs> Yeah, they're they they're pumping support. stuff listen out. To them. So, yeah. Uh, shoot. Well, I guess that's it for the week or for the episode. Oh yeah. So next week we're gonna do one more time. Might and Power by Megaton Sword. Gore Guts considered dead. Two Mold, their album Planetary Clairvoyance. And Astral Tombs album Soul Gazer. Thanks, Jonathan, for coming on this journey with me. Oh man, that two mold one looks so cool. I can't wait. Just yeah, next week we're going into the tombs. It's gonna be great. Uh That's where the treasure's buried. Yeah, so is it time for the horns up over and out? Horns up. Over. Over. And out. And out. <laughs>